We are here to help each other. Not pull each other down. We're here to help each other. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Pinna. All right, well, I am excited to have my De Leon on the Passion Behind the Art Show. My, welcome to the show. Hi, Daryl, and thank you for having me. Um, we kind of connected through Instagram. So, Mai, let's jump right into it. How did your creative journey start? Okay, so I have two phases of my creative journey. Um, it's the graphic design with scrapbooking and then the hand lettering. It started around 2007 when I was working for a, a, a global company. And then I stumbled upon a former colleague's um, digital scrapbook pages on Facebook. I thought then it was cool and I'd love to do the same thing, you know, to be able to document our life and that of my children's adventures. I, I only have my twin daughters back then and they were just two years old. So I thought it's something that I can do and I did. And I purchased scrapbook products, both traditional and digital. But I came to love digital scrapbooking more because it's easier for me and it doesn't have all of those clutter around the house. (laughs) 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 And eventually I got into other designers' creative team. So when you get to the Mm. creative team, you're the ones using the product in order for the designer to sell it. And then that got me thinking, is this something that I can do myself? I can create uh, products for myself so that, you know, I've been spending so much on (laughs) scrapbook products. I might as well earn something from it too. And it's just like how my brain is wired. I keep thinking about potential income sources. And then I doubled into designing patterns and papers and embellishments and landed my first spot as an official scrapbook designer in 2009. So that was the mm, beginning okay. of my graphic design journey. I created a ton of digital products on a weekly basis and even earned better than my day job. <laughs> yeah, so it's a no-brainer that in 2010, I had a good talk with my husband. I quit my day job and focused on designing scrapbooking. And then I had my um, third child. Okay. Mm. I had my third child. So that was kind of the transition to the hand lettering. Because when when he was born, um, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was diagnosed with uh, Down syndrome. So it mm, was a life-changing okay. event for us. So everything um, that I have been so used to doing, I had to put a stop because my son needed me. So he had to have surgery at six weeks old. And then after that, he's, he needed a lot of therapies. So there are hmm. um, physiotherapy, there's going to be speech therapy, um, what else? Oh, occupational therapy, every therapy that you can ever imagine, especially right. child needs would have. And then... It was two years after that I felt like my life has stopped, not because of my child, but somehow uh, I'm partly to blame because I allowed it to happen. 
and then my child is kind of demanding. <laughs> so the girls, my right. twin girls, they're quite easy. So when I when I when they were just my only ch- children, I can work all the time because all I have to do is plaster them in front of the TV, and they're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they're gonna be fine. And after classes, they're going to go home, do their homework. They are very independent like that. And then my uh, my my right. youngest, it's different. So he, I have to be constantly with him all the time. He cannot do things. He cannot even raise his arms. He cannot even lift his foot. He has hypotonia or the low muscle tone. So everything is just too much work for him. So when he was two, he doesn't want to be left behind when he was taking naps in the afternoon. And he will nap for about two to four hours in a day. So that's a good amount of time for me to watch TV (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> do nothing oh. <laughs> and just stay there because once I, just to relax. I know, because once I leave him, he's gonna cry and he's going to be so irritated the whole day and it's so hard to pacify him back then. So I will just constantly stay with him. And it was then when right. that I, I was like thinking, is this going to be my life forever? <laughs> Am I gonna be stuck in this couch doing nothing, just watching TV and living the good life? <laughs> I'm not like that. So <laughs> I wanted to do something that will really make me happy. And back then, um, when I think about hand lettering, before I did scrapbooking, I thought I wanted to do hand lettering, but then there's no money with hand lettering. <laughs> so I never right. did that. And then I, when it was a time that I wanted to do something that will make me happy, hand lettering came to mind. And I just did. I shared... Um, one letter every day. Actually, the sketchbook is here. <laughs> I shared one letter every day. So this is my work before. <laughs> I'll be sharing a single letter every day. And then I moved to words and then quotes. And eventually, six months after, I was contacted by um, a company in the U.S. called Minilu Kids. And they gave me my first break, which was a coloring book called The Little Alphabet Book of Hand Letter Type. And just everything just snowballed from there. So mm. I was doing hand lettering for fun. It's merely just for fun. I never intended it to be my career until it happened. So here I am. <laughs> That's the long story for your first question. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So w- when, because I, I figure like, as you said, like having a child with Down syndrome, it's like it's a lot of demand on your time. It is. And hand lettering requires also a lot of your time (laughs) like how did you balance like practicing versus like just attending to just life oh like i mentioned earlier he he naps for about two to four hours in a day that's all i needed back then that's all i needed those two to four precious hours in a day is mine. <laughs> it's not my, It's not anyone's. It's mine. I can control it. I have, uh, I have full control of it. And typically, uh, other parents or mothers would tell me, why don't you take a nap when, you're ch- when your child is na- taking a nap and you should be resting and things like that. But I cannot. I simply cannot. <laughs> Once I wake up in the morning, there's no taking naps in the afternoon for me. So it's just how I function. So uh, I did all the work during those precious hours, practice, and then more ex- combination. So I was working with uh, 
the little alphabet book of handler type. It took me about four months to finish it. And do, during those times, I have an uh, ample month to create and finish everything all together. They asked me to create 10 variations of each letter of the alphabet plus illustrations that they can include. Like uh, for a letter, it, there needs to be apple, flowers, um, F, flowers, something like that. So it was a ton of work. So I just did it during those two to four hours in a day. And somehow oh. um, yeah, I was able to make it happen. And then when, when more projects came in, that's the time that I had to talk to my husband that, hey, I cannot do this anymore alone. I needed someone. I needed help. And he also was kind of thinking about getting help before. Because here in Singapore, you can hire um, um, a foreign domestic worker and a carer for your child. So I hired someone to take care of Alphonse, my, my, my son, uh, on a daily basis. And she stays with us. And then uh, I can do the work. I can do more work because it frees me more hours in a day. I can focus on hand lettering more, practice, and then um, teaching workshops. So okay. it's also, it's also uh, I never even thought that my husband was already thinking about getting a helper back then because he already felt my need for companionship mm. and that I am always left alone in the house and he knows that I'm... Um, I'm on this particular stage in life where I felt so sad and lonely and just, you know, I don't know. I cannot call it depression because I wasn't diagnosed for that. So, but it right. felt like that. And then I felt that he was so afraid back then because he would, when I wake up in wee, at wee hours in the morning just to pee, he's going to follow me in the bathroom. To make sure, to make sure that, that yeah, all right. I'm all right. I'm not yeah. gonna do anything stupid. So, so that that was, I think, um, he was very much concerned about my sanity. So, so he 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 was he. It was easier to convince him to get help, so that I can also function better and do the thing that I love doing because I simply cannot just let it go. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, so this is that means you did let go scrapbooking. Though. I did. Um, I haven't fully let it uh, let go of it because I still have a, a shop with SnapClick supplies. So I still sell my digital products with um, alongside famous brands like Prima, Echo Park, um, okay. um, Cartabella. But I'm not actively designing anymore. So what were some of the digital products you were creating? I just um, scrapbook products, digital scrapbook products, and posters, prints, okay. basically prints and posters. Okay. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Interesting. <laughs> so now, so now you are like full force into hand lettering. Yeah. Right. Where, where did the next turn? Like after you feel like okay, I'm starting to get projects. What was the next turn in your journey when it came to like hand lettering? Um, when I'm start when I started getting projects, it felt like you know, oh, I feel so legit. 
especially, especially <laughs> because I feel like somebody needed me, <laughs> and it's a nice kind of feeling to be needed and getting getting hired for the services that you you love doing, like hand lettering. Right. It's it's something that I have um, loved doing since I was ten, and yeah. I just had to stop when I was in college to pursue engineering, <laughs> and I think that engineering engineering course helped me shaped how I do my hand lettering now like you know we also took engineering there there is a thing called engineering lettering back then I don't know if it's still a thing now so my hand lettering is, is that where is that where you had to like write the letters by, by hand. hand and precise yeah, yeah. make sure they all yeah, line, exactly. lined up yes <laughs> I know what you're yes. talking about because I went to architecture school and we had to do that yeah that too. thing that very very thing <laughs> It's that it. And then I got uh, 2016, I got offered to do a book, my own book. So it was. Mm, all right. So before, so before we jump into right. the book, because I want to hear a lot about that. Like, what would you say was the hardest struggle you had to overcome? Oh, okay. The hardest struggle that I have to overcome overcome really isn't about the business it's more about the constant balancing between being a mother and running a business for me it's that because I have teenagers now the the twins are already 13 years old and they are um getting more and more independent by the day and sometimes angsty and angry and just plain, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's very hard to deal with teenagers. It's just a phase of life that is so hard to parent. <laughs> and I think my mother is celebrating because it's karma for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she will love to see me suffer, okay? <laughs> it's like she has gotten her revenge. In the form of her grandchildren. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I have been successful with you. Now it's your turn. So, <laughs> I mean, I have to work in order to generate income to help support the family. But also, I am sacrificing a lot of time being away from my children. I, I mean, I work from home, but I work in a studio yeah, it's a separate room so I can, you know, stay away from the kids when I'm working. And I still have to spend a lot of time working now just so, right. of course, I can pay for the uh, care for my child. And, of course, we have to pay for the rent. The house rent in Singapore is not, uh, you know, it's it's super expensive, but we, we, we somehow mm. manage it. And it's a... You know, my husband is also working, but of course he needed support. It's not just, it's not like he can magically pop money every day. So, yeah, so it's, it's that thing. It's the constant struggle between being a mom and running and being a freelancer. So sometimes my children will get angry with me for not being able to to accompany them to the library because I needed to do something. But I, I make sure that when I have free time, I give them some time as well. And I don't have, sometimes I don't have to wait for free time just to be able to give them time. I have to give them some time, even though I have work, even though I have, I'm currently working. And yeah, some, 
uh, of course, there are deadlines to follow, and then there are children, and then there's PTA, and then there is the youngest child, who sometimes, even if somebody's taking care of him, he would want me. He wants me all the time. Right. He wants mommy all the time. So uh, it's, it's the hardest thing for me, I think, the greatest mm. struggle that I have encountered with the business and the personal life. It's like that. The constant yes. clashing. That yeah. is. Well, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rough. I can just imagine, you know, because especially with just trying to, it's hard. Sometimes you don't have the time. You just got to make it. Yeah, you just got to make it work. So people, when when, right. when people ask me, how do you do everything? My 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 answer is always I don't something has got to give <laughs> I'm not superwoman I'm not wonder woman who can magically transform everything into place all at once all right something you have to sacrifice something at some yes. point yeah yeah that's that's tough so who would you say was some of the people that you kind of give you support your support system, the people you draw good energy from, kind of keep you going. Oh, a lot. Do you mean a lot of people or the people who really keep specific? specific? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for one, uh, one, one person that that I can think about is my husband. For he is brutally honest, so when I do something, he will really tell me about it, and I have a kind of I have balanced love and hate relationship with his honesty but truth be told if not for him i will probably not be where i am now and Mm. he supported me all throughout bought things and gadgets that i need to support my business and he stayed on his day job instead of pursuing his passion just so i can pursue my freelancing so he made that sacrifice and he's there he's there for me all the time so i just I think I can I cannot think of the be- better person who gives me the most support in terms of business than him. And then of course my family, they drive me crazy, but I love them. <laughs> so, yeah, they they're always there too when I have pe- when I need people to help me with the kids, with the children, especially when we have to go back to the Philippines and then there will be no one to take care of the children. I can leave the kids anytime practically anytime i needed to go somewhere the kids come here okay and they will just you know, i know that they are with somebody who will take care of them and i will not have to worry when i'm away for the day so yeah it's my family that's awesome so let's let's jump into this book what how did this start let's let's start talking about this book Okay, so that's crazy. The, the book is kind of have a crazy story about it. So in 2016, I was approached by, uh, by a company and then they asked me if I can co-author a book for an Australian publishing. And I co-authored it with some of the famous Australian hand letters. But before that, before I agreed, I told them, no, I cannot do it. Sorry. I cannot do it because I my my plan is to also publish my own book in the future. That's one of my goals and probably one of the dreams, one of my dreams. So I said no, I really said no. And then they came back to me and said, What if what if you 
can you just try this project? And then we will talk about your book after this. So at first I thought it was, mm. is this a scam? Are they trying to get me? Is this yeah. Real? <laughs> it's still good to be true, but apparently it was. <laughs> so I wow. I said yes and then the the first book project deal came and I co-authored it with um, other three other artists. <clears throat> and then uh, end of 2016 we started talking about uh, my own book. And then they sent me a contract. My mind was, was blown about the, <laughs> when I saw the contract. It's like, whoa, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is going to be so real. So wake up from the dream. The dream is here. So do it. We, we, mm. we started doing it. And then it started in, I started working on it in January 2017, I had to finish it in four months in time for the book release in October that same year. So it's crazy. Typically, when you do a book, it's like eight months to a year, right? That's about the the time frame. But they were asking me to create it in four four months. So I think that it was driving me nuts at the time, but um, I was able to consult with somebody who knows um, how to handle contracts and deals like these. So I was the 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 deal came out to be better because I was able to mm. negotiate better. I had to consult someone who knows better about contracts, and that uh, by spending a few dollars consulting somebody, I I ended up getting a better deal with uh, with the people who I'm working uh, the book with. Okay, they're cool. kind of like literary agents so so there and then it came to life in October 2000, uh, 2017 we finished it though around even though I started in January I had to travel to Japan for two weeks and then I had to rest for two weeks you know you know that feeling when you when you were traveling and you felt you feel like you are relaxing but after that travel, right. you need to relax because you are tired. Relax after the travel is it's that crazy kind of feeling. So technically, technically, I lost a month working on that particular mm. project. So I had to finish oh. it. In I, so the in, in, speaking in terms of technicality, it's just like three months working on the book. So, but those are gruesome nights of all nighters and a lot of work. But once I get the, the hang of it my, my brain simply doesn't want to stop and I've been I've been working until 4 a.m sleeping and then waking up uh, sleeping at 4 or 5 a.m and then waking up about 10 and then I'm gonna go back mm. to work again so it's the same routine until I have finished the book and then yeah it's there it's done <laughs> so what what did you what kind of book was it like um did you just put your work in it? Did you put instructions in there? Like, what were some of the things you had to put in? It's more uh, instructional, because when I was uh, when I was working with uh, the other book, the one where I co-authored, my my daughter came to me and then she said, "Mom," because I have a ton of lettering books at home, and she said, "Mom, I have read all of your hand lettering books," and I was like, "Uh huh," but I haven't. I don't know how to letter. I still don't know how to letter despite reading all of those books. Mm. 
And it occurred to me that even though these books are, they are wonderful books. They're amazing. It is for somebody who knows about it. But if it's someone who's a total beginner, they're going to find it very, yeah, pretty, but it's going to be difficult starting out. So I I told her, don't worry, I'm going to be doing my own book too. So let's, you just, you just wait until it happens. And then I'm going to make sure that uh, it's good for those who are new to hand lettering. So there, what I did is I had to teach what I teach in my workshop, which is drawing the letters first down to the stroke. So that's, mm, that's what nice. I did. I included uppercases, lowercases, and then script. And then I included process of how I would create a composition, so the entire process, and then a couple of uh, projects to do. And then okay. more examples by the end of the project. So when we were talking about uh, uh, the pages, the number of pages, they asked me to do 200 plus pages, but eventually we ended up with more. And then uh, the, the practice pages, instead of um, probably about, they, they needed about 20 pages for practice pages. And I think we ended up with three to four. <laughs> That's how, how, how many, how much information I have included in the book, because I just wanted wow. it to be chock full of information and that, when people buy it, they would really want to keep it and share it because it's something that, you know, you can learn from. It's not just a book that you will keep it, that you will keep in the shelves. It's the book that you're going to use for practice. So mm-hmm. you're going to constantly refer to yeah. it. Huh? It's, it's that okay. it. So how, how do you think they even did it even come about? How do how did they find you? Did they ever tell you that? Like, how did they even think to approach you? They find they found me on Instagram. They found oh. me on Instagram. So Instagram is amazing, despite what other people are saying that there's crazy algorithm on Instagram. Ninety percent of my job comes from Instagram. So <laughs> mm. yeah, but Instagram is the deal for artists because most. I think most of creative directors, art directors, and other people who are looking for artists are also in there. Uh, so, right, yeah. Oh, that's amazing, man! I'm so. What's the name of the book? It's called Mastering Hand Lettering. It's over here. Uh, let me just. Okay, I'm gonna grab it so I can show it to you. Okay. Just hang on a minute. Somebody's trying to call me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay. I've seen this one. Yeah. Okay. So this one. Awesome. Okay. So it's in here, and I have included everything. So this is what I'm telling you about the uh, letters. Amazing. And the individual Amazing. letters. Amazing. And then the, the samples are in here. The process. So now that you are like a big timer. <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> what is like, how, what is your first hour? How do you start your day? Okay, so my first hour is basically my routine to get through the day. 
So it's every day. And basically, it's just coffee, shower, and Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm simple. It's just like that. So I need to have my coffee. I, I will not function without it. <laughs> so what are you doing on Instagram? Are you consuming? Are you creating? What are you doing at this time on Instagram? If I use Instagram at first thing in the morning, I'm probably liking and commenting on other people's accounts and re responding to all the messages, comments that I have received from last night's post. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Oh, all right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So what would you think? What, what would you say is that thing that you can't live without that? Is it a gadget? Is it a gear? Is it a specific thing? Could be a pen, whatever the case may be. It's a given. It's my iPhone. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> leave the house without it. And even if I have left, I have to return to get it. Yeah, I just. I don't know how people survived back then without the iPhone. Well, I was. I did. When I was in college, we don't have iPhones. We don't have, we don't even have phones. Yeah. But yeah, we survived right. and now we can't live without it. What has happened to us? I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I just have these constant feeling that I need to have the phone in case my children contacts me in case my husband contacts me in case my family in the Philippines contact contacts me. So it's just that, or let's just be honest. We just need Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's just Instagram. Basically I'm just throwing those things out. So I don't look like I'm a bad person or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, that is the truth. Yeah, you know, we want to keep up to date and seeing what's going on who commented on our stuff who posted something new right yeah, it's the it's truth crazy it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say you're most excited about right now well right now i'm excited about creating more online classes it's not more i'm mm. just creating one this year but i have already created my first online class and it's a mentorship program and we've just concluded the last lesson this Monday. So uh, my next project is my hand lettering class, which is an online version of my workshop. I wanted it to be the online version of my workshop where I can teach everybody at the comfort of their home. You know, I have had requests asking me if I could come to their city to teach workshop. But the thing is, Traveling to the United States, Australia, and the UK is, <laughs> is so expensive, and I can't do it. So I would probably just be able to share them using the online class. And hopefully, my husband is uh, will be able to help me uh, create all of the vi videos that I am going to need. So that's what I'm excited about now. And, of course, aside from those, you know, the income-generating projects, I also have two exciting projects, personal projects that I wanted to release this year. Mm -hmm. The first one is going to be a journal and I'm going to be sharing it here. So it's a journal about some, you know, parenting truths, truths every day, <laughs> struggle, the everyday struggle of a mother working as a freelancer, <laughs> you know, experiencing <laughs> these kinds of craziness <laughs> called motherhood and parenting. <laughs> And there, and the other one is uh, uh, 
uh, it's called from my CTTRs, my being M-Y-E, my name, from my CTTRs, where I will hand letter ah. city names as postcards like um, this one. So the, instead of names, they're going to be city names. And then whoever suggested the city in the, com- in, in the post that I made in Instagram, I'm going to send them the postcard. And they're going to need to take a picture of the postcard in their city. So kind of like yeah mm, that's cool yes i just cool. i just want to you know share the happiness because uh doing these postcards is kind of my practice my daily practice on lettering and it's w- whenever i do something that makes me happy i want to do it over and over and over until i get tired of it till right and i move on to the next project but it's something that makes me happy so far so i wanted to do it and i wanted to share the happiness and i thought a postcard would be so nice so that's why i thought about it okay cool yeah so the 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 mentorship that just concluded how does that work what are you doing in it it's actually a one-on-one lettering mentorship so Mm. um i'm helping them improve their hand lettering skills and then teaching them how to curate better instagram gallery and then mm, correcting their hand lettering you know they are practicing hand lettering but there are some some things that needed to be corrected particularly strokes so uh, those are some of the things and then some of them doesn't even know how to create shadows so i have to teach them how to do it properly there are new new hand letterers in my class and then there are seasoned hand letterers which is a good mix of both so yeah it's basically just Teach it, teaching those who are new to hand lettering more and those who are seasoned letterers, I teach them more on the business side of hand lettering and how they can improve their gallery to attract more clients and audience. So just like that. So how are they, how are they, are they booking you through your site? How are they getting, how is that? Yep. Um, connection set up. I use Teachable to teach the class. So we have an eight-week oh. class. It's a class. It's a weekly lesson to help them get through the program. So it's like I have lesson one, blah, blah, blah. And then every week they needed to submit their artwork for me to review and give critique. So that's how it works. But that's just for the class. The main um, thing in the mentorship is their individual one-on-one session. So whatever project it is that they are working on, they can send it to me for review and feedback. And then I will send my critique to them. And then we'll, we'll go get into a call and give them my advice for the project that they are working on. So it's basically like that. And they booked me through a calendar system similar to how we did it and that's it okay cool so you're using um teachable to um yeah to run it yes yeah. okay that's cool that's cool okay interesting that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> well what advice would you have for creatives in general or someone that's trying to you know kind of do what you're trying to do okay okay so i have uh I think my advice, because I was listening to the podcast earlier, to your podcast, and 
um, they have uh, your your guests have given quite a number of good advices. So I don't want to repeat the same things. <laughs> Peer pressure. <laughs> so my my advice would probably be: do not be afraid to share what you know and share your work, and don't be afraid that some don't be afraid of posting simply because you fear that people will steal your artwork or um, someone will try and copy it. You know, it's just like. <laughs> Um, I, I've always been asked if I why I don't use watermark in my artwork because people can steal it rather easily. And I was like, before I tried and used it, but I find it ugly when I post it. So <laughs> I don't use watermark anymore. And for me, what you give out to the world is what will get back to you. So it's it's a give and take, give and take. So if you keep getting afraid of people who will try to steal and, you know, copy your artwork or if you're afraid of sharing information and sharing tips and tricks of how hand lettering goes then you're not building a community and it's not worth it it's not worth it it's going to be uh, you know it's not going to be a happy environment for you so <laughs> just stop doing it probably so my 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 advice to all of my friends too is that you share what you know share everything Okay, if you're afraid of that everybody in your community will be your competitor, then why why be in the community? Mm. Right? Why be in the community? We are here to help each other, not pull each other down. We're here to help each other grow right. and um, be successful. So just share. Share what you know. Share your information. So share your knowledge and it probably it stepped out from from my personal experience like I was I, I I saw a friend of mine and she she has this product so I asked her about I asked her oh where did you who, who was your manufacturer where did you uh find him and she was like Oh, I just Googled him and then, you know, it occurred, blah, blah, blah. And he's not directly answering my question. <laughs> so right, I was like, right. oh, come on. And I'm not going to steal your manufacturer. But I think it's just how other people uh, think about it. But as for me, I'm I'm also a compulsive of overshare. <laughs> I share so many things. I even share some personal stuff, especially when I'm being interviewed, like, you know, <laughs> not really <laughs> just kidding but yeah I share a lot of information and all the things that I know about hand lettering and how to run my business simply because that makes me happy I don't know what other people feel about sharing but for me it's something that makes me happy and it's something that I can share without any anything I'm not even mm. asking anything from it so I just like helping people who want to help Sometimes too much help, even if I'm not being asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good thing. It's it's rare, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Someone like me is rare. <laughs> <laughs> and as you said, what you put out is what you yeah. get back. What you put, what you give to the world is what will get back to you. So it's just how the universe works. So where, if someone wants to learn more about my, where, where can they go to find you? I have my 
website. I'm basically in just three places. So just my website, which is mydeleon.com. And then Instagram, of course, at mydeleon. And Facebook, which is just an extension of my Instagram. I'm lazy like that. <laughs> so Facebook, I am mydeleon designs because mydeleon has been taken already. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I cannot bribe the girl. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. You had a crazy morning, well, right? Uh, <laughs> it's a good morning. Anytime <laughs> I can do stuff like this. This is, uh, I wish I could start like this all the time. <laughs> so don't worry. This has been awesome. And I really um, thank you for coming on the show. I'm excited to share this episode. Yeah, you too. And thank you for having me. You know, it's my second podcast. <laughs> Awesome. 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 Which one was your first? The first was on Drunk on Lettering with uh, Roxy. Oh, and you Phoebe. did it yeah. Yeah. Roxy yeah. and Phoebe. <laughs> yeah. oh. Those crazy, oh, those talented awesome. human beings. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, those, they're two of my favorite people. Indeed. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Mike, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. You too. Thank you so much, Daryl. And I'll definitely keep in touch, but for now, I'll let you go. All right, take care. Bye. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode. I hope it did something for you. It brought you some, some insight. I hope it motivated you. I hope it caused you to stop and think. So remember, stop by the shop dpcreates.com that's d as in dog p as in peter creates one word dot com and I would love your support if you pick something up at the shop one of the shirts whatever we have shirts a whole bunch of different things so stop by if you see what you like I would really appreciate it thanks again for listening to this week's episode be blessed